Hey guys, before we hop on to the first ever Golden Bear Gym podcast, I just wanted to let you know that links will be provided in the description for donations and petitions to support the Black Lives Matter movement. Posting a black square on social media does nothing. Black Lives Matter is not a social media trend. Now, signing petitions, making donations, and just hearing the voices of the black community is how true change will be made. For too long now, the voices of the black community have been silenced and suppressed. That stops now. So sign petitions, donate, and listen and learn from the voices of the black community. Links will be provided in the description. With that said, let's get on with the show. Is up, Golden Bear Nation. I'm Kay, and this is... Steph. We're coming at you live with the first ever golden bear gym podcast to keep up with this new podcast you should follow us on twitter at golden bear gym and instagram of the same name so steph tell them a little bit about what we'll do on this podcast well we will be talking about all things cow gymnastics about individual gymnasts leos meets and basically anything else that we come up with and hopefully an interview or two one day Yes, one day, because we're sure as hell not ready for it now, but we'll get there. So, Steph, what is the first thing we want to talk about on the inaugural edition of Golden Bear Gym podcast? On the inaugural, on to the inaugural edition, we will be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and how cow gymnasts have been involved with it. Yeah, so obviously, like this is something that's risen in the last couple of weeks after the death of the tragic death of George Floyd by the way of police brutality. So, do you want to t- talk about like gymnasts you've seen from our favorite team? And like how they're advocating for this cause. Yes, I've seen um, several cow gymnasts advocating for this cause, most particularly Talitha Jones, Maya Bordas, and Kayana George. Yeah, they're really active on social media, but I've also seen that the entire team, like um, their coaches, Justin and Liz, are also doing like protests. And as of recently, they're doing a run for Black Lives Matter, which I think is really cool. I think it is too. And I think this going into the wider uh, gymnastics community, all of the stories we've heard coming out of certain universities, I think it really is important for college teams to speak out about this. Exactly. Like, Silence is, we've heard silence is compliance. What other hashtags have we heard that I'm blanking on? Um, I've seen one that says uh, silence is violence. Oh, yes. That's the other one that I conveniently forgot. Anyway, that's I'm okay. glad I remembered it for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad these gymnasts are speaking out because they do have a platform. And as we've seen with other schools, so I'm just going to call it now, as we've seen with Alabama, they've had issues with racial injustice. And I love seeing girls like Talitha, Kiana, Maya, and the rest of the Cal team supporting those student athletes, whether they be current or former. 
No, I totally agree with that. And I think, you know, as this continues, we're going to see more people um, speaking out. And I hope that we do. But I think that Hal is setting a great example by being one of the first teams to speak out along with uh, UCLA and Iowa. Yeah, they didn't like I wouldn't say they rushed to a statement like they thought out like very well what they were going to say. And they're not hiding behind any excuses like other programs are. So I think it's a really it's coming from a genuine place. And I think that's public that speaks to the culture of Cal where they can just like say like, this is what I think. This is what we think. Exactly. And the fact that they were able to make a United statement, but without rushing to do it, you know, without rushing to come out with it and making it sound like a platitude, like some schools did. We we won't name names anymore because we don't want to be controversial in our first podcast. But yeah, Cal's definitely handling this very well. Like, it's not like I'm glad they're calling programs out because it's like, we, this is how it's been for so long. We've been protecting programs. And that's like what's part of this racial injustice and gymnastics programs the silence. Exactly. I mean, and not to, you know, draw comparisons and say that one is, you know, better or worse than the other, but, you know, it's the same as when, you know, people were being silent about a certain. USA gymnastics doctor. Yeah. Um, it, you know, that continued with that. And it's the same with the racial injustice. As long as people are silent, it's going to continue. And as long as people are silent about abusive coaches, it's all going to continue. So the fact that everyone is starting to speak out about these things is an opportunity, I think, for real change to start beginning. Exactly. You don't change unless you, like, I know, like, a lot of gymnasts may not choose to speak out, but, like, those who do and those who are planning on doing it are really, like, leading the change, and this is how we're going to change. Yeah, that's at least my take. No, that's my take, too, because no culture is going to change until you until the parts that need to change are being acknowledged and until people speak out and say we need to stop racism we need to stop the toxic culture of Mm -hmm. abuse that has been occurring in this sport exactly and i think what also needs to change is the stigmatization around it because we saw talitha via twitter um, saying in her statement that she was hesitant to speak out and like retweet with foul language because like she knows she has a platform but at the end she just said like this is my truth this is how I'm going to talk about it and like that's a step in the right direction for sure exactly and I think a lot of also what I saw in Talitha's statement is a lot of that is reflective of the NCAA in itself, you know, she said, because it's division one school and everything, they, um, you know, are also the NCAA is also suppressing and making sure that, you know, people don't use foul language and things Mm -hmm. like that and pressuring people not to get too vocal or, and to at least be careful if they are. Yeah. 
like I've seen people say like schools are advi- like advising and even in some cases commanding their athletes to be silent. What yeah, do you think exa- of that? I think that that is wrong because I think that, you know, in the U.S. we do have freedom of speech and I think that you can't force as, as being part of a university or, you know, the up, upper management of a university, mm-hmm. you can't force, you should not be forcing people to remain silent on something that they, you know, feel passionate about and something that, you know, where change does need to take place. If you silence the voices of people who are trying to make that happen, then you are creating the culture that allows these things to continue happening at your university and in your gymnastics program, in your, um, and in your university at large. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, universities like Cal that are allowing their athletes and their teams to speak out are doing the right thing. Yeah. I feel like for the most part, Twitter and all the other socials are really supportive of this, but there are, there are people who like stand these certain schools who um, are speaking out and like are allowing these excuses like, Oh, ex gymnast from ex university couldn't speak out because their coaches, their program didn't allow them to. Like, I think there's like validity, like they can advise them, but like, as you said, they cannot like force them. So I think it really comes up to like the choices that these universities and like in some cases these gymnasts are making. Exactly. It does come to the choices that these gymnasts are making because even in the universities that supposedly are not allowing them to speak out, we've seen, you know, some gymnasts Mm -hmm. speak out in protest anyway. Yeah. And I don't think we're wrong for saying that because, like, even people like Talitha, Kiana, and, like, gymnasts like Keisha Hunter and Mark Zeta Fraser from UCLA are just, like, calling people out. Like, you are doing this. You're not supporting us. You're not with us. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I think – and I think, you know, even in her – in her statement, I remember that, you know, Maya, she didn't, you know, name particular gymnasts or anyone in the partic- in the gym community in particular, but she did say that this has, you know, she has enabled her to realize, you know, who truly cares about her, her and who is, you know, truly willing to speak out about these things. Mm-hmm. It just, like, opens up, like, their true intentions, like... Yeah, exactly. It shows people's true intention and what they truly believe. Because, you know, anybody can say, oh, I'm not racist. Oh, I think everybody should... Everybody deserves equal treatment. But in the end, it comes down to what you do when these things happen. And, you know, even if you have never you know, even if you have never said anything racist to a teammate, but if you have witnessed it happening and said nothing, then it's on you. Like you have like an obligation to report it and stand up with this. Exactly. 
exactly. And I will say, you know, since we did um, call out Alabama, I will say that, you know, they're, even though as a program, Mm -hmm. they, you know, were very, for lack of a better term here, tone deaf to everything, I will say that I appreciate how, you know, how Lexi stood with her teammate. And that's just another example of how even in a situation where people may have been under orders not to say certain things or not to, you know, do that, that, you know, she spoke out anyway. And I think that kind of goes back to what we were saying before that even if the university is, you know, issuing or the program is issuing gag orders, you know, people can on the off chance, um, you know, on the off chance that it's happening, people can still speak if they choose to. And I think sometimes when people, you know, hide behind the, you know, people can easily hide behind those as an excuse mm-hmm. if they really aren't. Yeah, I feel you. I feel like, like Ka- Ka- Kiana, sorry, like Kiana said, posting, posting a black square is nothing. Like, even, like, posting, like, a header, like, Black Lives Matter, like, that's nothing if you don't believe it. Like, we saw a certain gymnasts post, like, a Black Lives Matter header on Twitter over their, um, on their bio, and she didn't support Tia Kiaku. Like, she did this whole shady tweet that's basically gaslighting her. Exactly. And, you know, that says a lot more about her than any um, posting of a platitude would. Mm -hmm. It just comes down to, if you really believe it, like sign petitions, go to protests if you can, donate, like all these things we've been seeing. Exactly. And speaking of petitions, I actually saw a um, petition the other day um, about you know, being about creating more gym programs in um, Black universities so that gymnasts have a choice of places to go because right now the only choice they have if they want to pursue their sport in college is to go to um, places like Cal, places like um UCLA, which, mm-hmm. you know, those are good choices, but then you have programs like um, some, then you have these other programs that people have been talking about experiencing racism in. And I think that, you know, black gymnasts should be allowed to have a choice. You know, if you want to go to Cal, then you should be allowed to go to Cal. But if you want also to go to a black university, you should have that option just because, mm-hmm and not be taken away from it, not have it taken away from you just because your sport is not offered that. And I believe the correct terminology, if there is one, is a historically black college. Oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. But yeah, I see what you mean. Or an HBCU as they abbreviate it. Yeah. Thank you for figuring that acronym out because I was just kind of like trying to get in my head. Yeah. But um, Yeah. yeah, it really... Gymnasts didn't have to choose, especially exactly. like black gymnasts and people, people of color. They didn't have to choose between what they love and like their heritage and like where they feel safe. That's just wrong. Exactly, and I also think too that you know, pe- they should be 
people should be allowed to choose to go to somewhere where they're going to learn about their heritage and that their heritage mm-hmm. is going to be honored. And I think that, you know, more um, universities that are not historically black, you know, need to, um, you know, start having, you know, in their history curriculums and in different places. I think that yeah. these struggles and the history of black people in this country needs to start being acknowledged and I think that if that happened you know that that's part of creating change also because off not all the time and I'm not even trying to make an excuse here but sometimes Mm -hmm. racism honestly does come from ignorance yeah for sure um I'm just gonna say this like We've seen, like, obviously Cal and UCLA are diverse. Like, we see yeah. all these different, like, types of gymnasts, who, like, black gymnasts, white gymnasts, et cetera. And that's good. Cal is the same thing, too. But, like, we see a university where the only type of diversity, quote, unquote, is with the hair color, like, brown, brunette, blonde, et cetera. So there's a choice, like, I know these universities, like the number, I'm not going to name names, but the number one university in the nation right now, according to Road to Nationals, they have a choice to recruit, like they can recruit black gymnasts. Like, it's not just like all the best gymnasts in the world are white. Like that's, that's obviously not the truth. Like we've seen Simone, we've seen Gabby, we've seen like collegiate gymnasts like Talitha. Exactly. We've seen Talitha, we've seen Trinity Thomas, um, Kayana, Maya. I mean, mm-hmm. there and are so, so many other examples. That we probably can't name right now, but we'll get there. Um, but yeah, like there's so many other examples. Like it's not like, it's a choice on behalf of the coaches and coaching staff and recruiters. Exactly. I think, at least. No, it totally is. I mean, you know, originally when talking about this other university, I, you know, before um, Black Lives Matter and everything, I honestly attributed their lack of diversity simply to the region in which the mm-hmm. school is. But now I'm not so sure that that's the case. And obviously, it's a gymnast choice, too, well, what universities. Yeah. Like, they can pick Cal over Oklahoma, for example, which it should, because obviously Cal is amazing. But, like, obviously, it's a gymnast choice. But, like, I don't believe for a second that there isn't discrimination going on. Like, I don't believe for a second that no Black gymnasts want to go to OU. I don't, I don't know. Like, there's definitely some people who have the dream of going to the number one university in the country in terms of gymnastics. Yeah. Totally. I mean, people... You know, I think that's everybody, you know, everybody's dream to go to one of the top schools. I mean, that's, I think that would be anybody's dream. And, you know, that's what gymnasts work hard to do. And, of course, this is all, like, what we think. Like, we can't say for sure. Like, if there's discrimination within, like, these top universities who are predominantly white, like, we can't say for sure, like, we don't want to get sued, so we can't say for sure that we that there's discrimination. But like, if you look at it historically, 
there has to be something. Yeah. And like Talitha and everyone are saying that there has to be something with these predominantly white teams. Like, where is the disconnect? Exactly. I mean, I think it is arguably, and I think that this is true to some extent that, you know, gymnastics generally is just by, you know, the nature of the sport sport and by the nature of the cost and mm-hmm. whatnot that it is a predominantly white sport now i think in the last few years that has certainly been changing which is good which is a good thing and mm-hmm. i think also because of all of the changes that are occurring i think that college teams should be more reflective of that mm-hmm. Like, it does depend on a lot of, like, social injustices that stem beyond gymnastics in college. Exactly. (laughs) Like, pay gap, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, once this, hopefully, soon starts changing, it's on the universities. Like, if the gymnasts can provide the financial means, if they show up at a level 10 meet and they're absolutely amazing, like, it just depends on what the universities are and, like, they'll have to face their own racial like biases exactly and plus i mean most teams when they do see a top recruit somewhere will offer them a scholarship anyway mm-hmm. we'll just see in the next couple of years i think like we've seen it now obviously with these people with these gymnasts who are coming out but like we'll see how it progresses exactly and it will be interesting to me to see how you know, the people who are committed to some of these universities that where these things have come out to see what choices they make. Mm-hmm. Like not even just, this doesn't extend just to like um, black gymnasts and people yeah, of color. It extends to like white gymnasts too. Like they'll think like, oh, well, this university reacted in this way. Like, should I cons- reconsider my recruitment? Like, Exactly. Does this stand for what I want to do my education for for the next four years of my life? Exactly, because I think for the first time, we are seeing that this isn't just a black versus white issue, but it's mm-hmm. all of us. Yeah. You know, it's all of us need to come together and stand up for the black community. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just, we have to, like, stand with them. It's not just them. Exactly. Do you have anything else to add, or do you want to call it? Um, I I think I have said all of my opinions. Oh, me too. So, guys, whoever our future listeners may be, sign petitions, donate if you can, and just stand with the Black community, because that's what we need right now. That's what they need right now. Exactly. So, well, this has been the first podcast. This is Kay and Steph and Go Bears. Go Bears.